Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Charlie Parsons for Boxing Social in association with William Hill and Empire Fight Store. Uh, a big thanks to the man, Gad, this Monday night now, not even evening. Uh, I know that Monday's usually a day off. It's a bank holiday as well. Don't tell everybody. Off. Don't tell everybody it's my day off. <laughs> I know it. Yeah, is it. No, bank holidays don't exist when you're a journalist, honestly. I've, I barely know when it's a bank holiday. It's just that as, as I've got old and tried to look after my health, I try and take one full day off if I can. A week. You're seven days a week, I know that, because you're digging ditches, knocking down trees, chopping down trees. It's what you do, and it's brilliant. But um, today was one of those days, Charlie, when, um, Cheeky Charlie, when um, I've had a lot of people getting in touch, so I've escaped to do what I needed to do to relax and exercise. Um, But there have been interventions all day, to be honest, because let's be honest, um, you know, the proverbial hit the fan um, about one in the morning in Poland, uh-huh. in Rotslav, and people are still debating it. You know, you can set it up for us. I mean, it's going to be talked about for a very long time, this. So my initial reaction to the, the shot in round five, I think it was round five, was... Um, it was. That it was... a. I, I initially... That whole night, I think I was doing interviews till about 4am, I was convinced that it was a legal shot. Now, I have to say, in the days since then, I've become slightly more sceptical. Ben Davison put out a tweet and he said, if your team moves sick, it's illegal. And if your team's a war, it's legal. And I think that's a great way to sum it up, in all honesty. I'm still a bit on the fence about it, or I'm leaning more towards it being an illegal low blow. What do you think, Gareth? Um, It was borderline for me. And if it's borderline, um, the referee takes his decision in an instant, um, which he has to do, and decides whether he's going to get the guy to get up. Usyk goes down. I think Daniel Dubois, I think at that point in the fifth round, he's been warned a couple of times, or the referee's had a word with him, I think, by the fifth round. I think it's a couple of times. Um, But he hasn't deducted any points. Um, 
There's a narrative that Usyk doesn't like shots to the body going into the fight as well. We know Dubois targeting it. We saw it at the workouts. Don Charles was very savvy about the game plan. I thought it was amazing. thought Dubois put up a tremendous performance, by the way. I so much um, respect for him, and I think his stock has risen. I really do. Even though he's knocked down twice, and he lost almost every round, his stock's risen, because he's got dangerous power, and he can knock anybody about. Um, when he went down in the fifth round, I was doing broadcast, the broadcast live on air, and you know, tapping out into a bit of a piece as well that I was writing for the paper, for the Telegraph. Um, I thought it was a, um, I thought it was a low blow. It's a split second, and I thought Louis Pabon clearly sees it as accidental. He's not taking a point away, and he's giving Usyk those full five minutes to recover. I even had other notions going through my head, like just for a split second myself, thinking, does Usyk want to disqualify? Want the referee to disqualify Dubois here? Um, is it, can he just physically not get up? Has he done? Um, but Pabon sees it as accidental, but below the belt. I think it was borderline. Uh, this is in the moment, all of this, right? Um, Spencer Oliver, I'm working next to, you know, we're together all fight weeks, every fight week when we're working with Talk Sport, we work every day together. He's hammering me over the fact I'm wrong, you know, saying that he knows that that is a punch that doesn't affect your... Um, that isn't bought, that that isn't below the belt, if you like. U six trunks are quite high. Uh. Um, so in the moment, my feeling is, and even after the fight, in my own words, when we did our podcast, even if Pabon, Luis Pabon de Puerto Rico, has made a mistake, it's his mistake. Yeah, if he has made a mistake, now. I got to speak up on the ring apron for TalkSport immediately after the bout. I spoke to Don Charles, Daniel Dubois, Frank Warren, and then Alex Krasiuk, because Yusuke had vacated the ring at that point. I spoke to Don Charles first, and he was very disappointed, and he was uh -huh. screaming, it's time we had VAR, because I'm convinced, he said. Two minutes, 29 left in the round, wasn't there, when he went down? I think he's he, he gave the VAR story in that moment. He said, we need VAR in boxing. And then Frank, no, then I spoke to Daniel Dubois and I said, amazing performance. You're proud of yourself. What did Usyk say to you? And Usyk was fine to him afterwards saying, it's only a boxing match. You're going to be a world champion. I think all of, all those things, very gracious afterwards, both of them. And Daniel said, you know, I'm really disappointed. I don't know. I'll have to look back on it. This is what happened for me in that moment. Okay, yeah. so this is where I am assessing it all. And um, then Frank wants to speak. Yeah, rightly so, and he's he's incensed. And he said that wasn't a low blow. That cost us the fight. Cost Dubois the fight. It rescued Usyk um, from a, a body blow, basically. So Frank put his side of it. Usyk vacated the ring. I managed to get into the ring then to speak to Alexander Krasiuk. And he said, no, we think it was a low blow. We believe it's a low blow. You can debate all you like. 
Frank Warren also said he's going to, in that moment, he's going to appeal to the World Boxing Association, the WBA, over the decision. Obviously, since then, and then, I, and then I went out of the arena to speak to do a podcast with Spencer, Adam, and Andy Clark, our team, and we had a big argument there, the four of us, over that. And Spencer's adamant that it wasn't a low blow, but the shots that I saw on the way there, the pictures that were being put out. For me, it looked below the belt. It looked below the navel, yeah, which is the point here. Was the punch below the navel or not? Did it land below the navel or did it land on the navel? Because in all those circumstances, it's borderline and it's up to the referee to make the decision. Um, So I wrote a piece then yesterday um, following up. Is this all right to just go through this? Absolutely. Yeah? Do you want to hear all this? I would love to hear it all, Gareth. so I write a piece yesterday, a news piece, with Don, Don Charles, Charles asking for VAR, Derek Chisora saying that the home crowd, it was a home victory, um, Frank Warren saying it was a disgrace and a nonsense and that an appeal must be lodged and justice must be found. I saw a lot of images yesterday. I saw one video where it just plainly looked like it was below the navel. But today, and I wrote a piece on that as a news story saying that they're, you know, reaction, VAR needed, um, the team very unhappy, Usyk defending himself afterwards at the press conference and showing where it hit him. Um, and then I wrote a column saying that however much it separated the boxing world and it really has, because people that you and I both respect in the sports are absolutely dis- divided. You could get there's about 20 people who, you know, we, we expect deeply in the sport who fought, who've been involved for years. Half of them are saying one thing and half of them are saying another. So it's one of those. So it is a controversy. I spoke to Frank Warren this morning. Um, I missed a slot on breakfast because I was on holiday. No, on breakfast, not in, in the morning. And No, no, I was going to go on White and Jordan this morning, but Frank went on instead, actually, Frank Warren. And then I spoke to Frank afterwards. Um, and I think he'd probably seen my column as well. And in it, I said, I think Pabon was correct. Um, what we don't know is if the referee had said, get up, would Yusik have got up and still won the fight? Uh-huh. Or would Dubois have still won the fight? That's the sticking point. You know? That's another debate that's still going on. That's now. another debate still going on. So this is boxing. Welcome to boxing, you know. Um, these things happen and um, it made it all the more fascinating because it was an absorbing contest, an absorbing fight. Dubois tactically very astute, very wise game plan, stuck to his game plan. Come on, leaps and bounds. Usyk boxed brilliantly as well, by the way, against a man 10 years his junior with clearly great power. I mean, I remember... Dubois landed one massive uppercut as well on, on Usyk. Do you remember that uppercut he landed? And you, I thought Usyk was going to go, but he just rode it and came back. There, was, there, were, there were oodles of great action. They were very close to each other most of the time. Usyk didn't dance in the ring. They both went to the centre ring very often. Dubois managed to trap Usyk in the corners at times. I, I, I loved it. I, I loved it. I mean, the teeming rain added to it in a weird way. Um, and then Frank rang me this morning after I hadn't done that slot and I was going to go on in the afternoon on talks with Dean and 
Shaz, um, Shaz and, and Saunders, um, and Frank rang me and he said, you know, you are so wrong about what you think. And that's fair enough. And I had a long chat with him and I showed him the footage I'd seen and he sent me a lot of other footage. And do you know what? Both sets of the footage show different things. It's so yeah, weird. Yeah, right, yeah, this is it, yeah. So it's where the pause is in the footage. Um, it's if you look at other fights, people are being hit in similar areas and not what being called low blows. in one and not in another. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and unfortunately, a decision's been made in the split moments, give him five minutes to recover because it's deemed low, um, below the belt, below the navel, and accidental. Um, Frank made a good point, which was, why wasn't Daniel deducted a point at all during the fight? Um, if there were repeated low blows, which Usyk and his team are complaining about. Um, it's one of those. I think they should make a full appeal and, and, and produce all the evidence. So I'm not letting you, letting you ask any questions, am I? But this is my feeling on it. Produce a full, impactful report. Present it to the WBA. Um, you know, I do think there'll have been some home advantage, not in a corrupt way, yeah. but in the fact there were 40,000 Ukrainians. Um, I think Yusik would have got up. I think he would have got up if he'd been forced to. I just think he's that guy. He would have got up. We don't know what would have happened. They would have went on it. Hammer and tongs. Um, but what happened probably did take something away from Daniel Dubois' chances at that point, you know, because he, he clearly hurt him, but deemed, deemed not legal. I think with Daniel as well, something that sort of has been questioned in the past is his mentality. Now, he has come out himself and said that he felt disheartened after round five and he found yeah. it to get going, as you most likely would. Um, I suppose on that topic as well, there was a moment, I think, two to three minutes in where Alexander Rusik said, look, referee, I'm okay, I can fight. And the ref encouraged him to actually take longer. Um we don't really need that in a sport, right? I mean, from our standpoint, if the fighter says that he's good to go, then that's when action usually continues. For then the referee to encourage to take a longer pause is a, a little bit strange, I imagine, maybe that, that they may... Well, he, his hands have been moving like this as well. Remember, I don't know if you could see it all, but yeah, he was... Yeah, obviously, he was not, yeah. of us where yeah, we were working shaking, the radio. Yeah. He, was, he was shaking. He was clearly in a lot of pain. Um... And he doesn't know how much time he has elapsed while he's down there and recovering. He's on his own, remember. He's not talking to the corner. Um, I think, didn't Pabon push Dubois back to the corner? No, he brought, didn't he bring Dubois to the center? And then, I can't remember the sequence now, but I, no. I, I don't think Usyk was ready. Um, but no, I think Pabon probably checked how much time he'd been down on the ground and said, you've got more time if you want it. Mm. Yeah. Um, I did wonder when Yusik was down, whether we were going to get a technical decision, you know, um, whether it was going to go to, um, cause if it had been, if he couldn't have carried on, and it had been deemed accidental. I think they would have just scored the four rounds, wouldn't they? Five rounds. Yeah, they would have, yeah. 
In which case, Dubois would would have lost on points. Forty-five. Yeah. 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 Yeah, well, I, I can't. I haven't got it in front of me, but I did give Dubois one round, probably that round. I think, yeah. Um, I mean, he shouldn't have been disheartened, by the way. But but this is actually what I was going to. He say. lost momentum. That, that yeah, was yeah. Spencer's argument. He lost momentum in that moment. You know. I think now going forward, someone like Daniel Dubois has to sort of. Maybe just become it's easier said than done, right? But you look at the Joe Joyce fight, you look at sort of the, the more negative signs towards the end of the fight. Um, has to do what he can to become a bit of a mentality monster because he's clearly got the ability, right? He's only 25 years old. But I thought his engine looked good on the night, I thought his engine looked fantastic. He didn't look fatigued by by Usyk's intensity that people yeah, often find, yeah. you know, like Bellew fatigue, Joshua fatigued after nine, ten in that second fight. After nine, probably, um, and he couldn't find him. Um, it was always a big learning fight for Daniel Dubois. That, I th- as I say, I think his stock rose. Very tricky opponent, um, and I think he was hurt in there. He, he, I mean, was he hurt before the seventh? I think it was an earlier moment in the fight when he was a little bit hurt. Um, he took a lot of punches from Usyk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh God, yeah. Um, was that, I remember seeing the stats, 86 to 76 at one point. Uh, yeah, I remember when I saw stats that came up throughout the fight. And Usyk was always the victor, but it was never as... You know, you'd look at the scorecards and you'd think one-sided, but it was never as one-sided as that. No, it wasn't dominant. Daniel it was wasn't dominant. Dom- he dominated yeah, rounds, yeah, yeah. but he didn't dominate the fight. Yeah, yeah, precisely. Every, the whole time, Don Charles, because we could hear the corner on the radio every couple of rounds. Don Charles was phenomenal. Mm. And he said to him, you know, um, throw out the left, um, use your right, throw the left hook and keep going straight through him, going to the body. Um, Derek was just, Derek was always disappointed he wasn't double jabbing more, over catching, which he did do very well. Something Spencer pointed out brilliantly. He was catching Yusuf's jab with his jab and then throwing over the top of it, which was really good on the night. I thought he was tremendous. I, I thought the whole time, obviously until the 7th, that until the 8th, it was the 8th he was down, wasn't it? The 8th and 9th. Um, I thought that whole time while he was in the fight, while he was in it, he was in the fight. He was in the fight to win it. Um, because Usyk didn't look happy. Didn't look happy against him. He couldn't dominate him. And, you know, it was... It was a good night for Dubois, but it was a bad night for him in the fact that he didn't get the results he wanted. On another night, someone might have been counted out or made to stand up in a different scenario if the referee yeah. saw it differently, and he might have finished him, and he'd won three world title belts, and he got £20 million for his next fight. There's those kind of things, the childhood dreams, the, the lucrative fights that, that, that it leads to. So shit or bust, you know? It's so, so glory or bust. So glory or just shit. So it's, it's difficult, you know. Um, and I think they're incredibly disappointed, his team today. Incredibly disappointed. Let me just ask you two more, because I know we wanted to keep this brief. But as is with this sport, like I texted you earlier, there's just so much that you can always talk it's about. It's deep. There's it's so much to talk deep. about. It's, it's not It's not a 260 characters. Or t- is it, what is it on Twitter? 280 I'm characters. Like that, yeah. It's not a 280 character assessment. There's so much went on, you know? Um, I mean, probably the the likelihood us that, that work in the sport know that an appeal 
probably won't have anything if if much done uh tends to be the case but like you say with all the evidence that you've got there's no harm in doing it anyway and that they will do no i think if the evidence is strong and they've got the right evidence then they might well get it overturned but um does that mean Usyk will say no no no, no i'm not going back to fight you again i want to fight fury um because i want to try for the undisputed well not the undisputed i want to fight fury he may have to vacate the wba if that happened but um I I I don't know that. I think they should appeal. As I said, I think they should appeal. I think you should put all their evidence in front of the WBA in front in front of Gilberto Mendoza's team and try and get a result. Because there's something there. There's something there. You know. Finally, for me, I know you did a bit with Matt. Literally breaking news uh, as of the time uh, regarding Robert Alaniya. Uh, yes. Uh, regarding the adverse analytical findings uh, regarding Robert Alania. So I just want to pick up on it, really, because I think this is the third athlete, well, boxer, that we've seen in 2023 this far fail for the same substance in clomiphene. Um, I've been doing a bit of reading myself. I know that uh, there's always a long process that happens with these, and and, and in, in reading every single time about every single case, and who knows whether it's anything to pick up on, but always comes back to this... Uh, traces of it being in food um strict then you talk about strict liability but you know when it's in food or or however the arguments possessed um where do we go from here gareth well i spoke to connor ben's doctor out in poland who was out there at the fight the guy that's separated the clomiphene metabolites as consumption of food rather than from a chemical drug and I'm going to speak to him again this week because I I don't believe that Hellenius is a drugs cheat. Um, and one of the reasons for that is because I sat four feet away from him in fight week and he said, you know what, someone, if you ever tested positive in Finland, you are done. The way the culture is, the way the society is, You'd be just done as a sportsman. No sponsors, no nothing. And he said, that's why I would never take anything. And even though clomiphene is regarded as a, as a, as a regrowth agent for taking, for, for being, after being on testosterone um, or forms of testosterone, I want to believe him. Um, you know, the cynics out there will say, no, you're being a mug. But um, I've had the same conversation with Conor Ben face-to-face in the last two weeks as well. And, you know, I know people say, yeah, but he got bigger, he got more aggressive, look, he got knocked people out. And I do want to hear people's medical evidence. I mean, it, it, it still mystifies me that they're not putting out their medical evidence for full transparency just to say, look, here it is. Go and check it out scientifically. Don't worry about jurisdiction because that's what they're on at the moment, which is what territory or what right a certain testing body has to present that with under the rules of those that board or that commission. Forget about that. Just if you're going to be innocent, just clear your name with scientific transparency. Go to the strict liability of things and say, look, it was in my body. It's from this food, or it's because I ate this and I don't normally eat it. Um, and and in that way, if you are innocent, you've put it out. There. It doesn't matter what anyone says. Then it doesn't matter what they say. Whether you're a cheat or whatever you are, it doesn't matter. You put the, the, the your own transparent, realistic, scientifically based 
and factual evidence out there. And that's 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 what I think people should do. I mean, it's it's what I would do if I was in that situation. I wouldn't try and get lost behind legalese because it all it leaves is a vacuum for everybody to speculate, and they tend not to speculate in a kind way. Um. Um, but I mean, in answer to your question in an umbrella fashion, we need a better testing system, and we need one body doing it. And maybe, if we can, it's time for a world governing body to oversee it. Good or bad, or world governing body, bodies can be corrupt, as we've seen. Yeah. You know, um, with the things that have gone on with FIFA and others. But it's, a, it's, it's something that needs sorting out. You know, imagine if we have the biggest, richest fight in history, and the day before it, someone has tested positive for something. And also, oh, until like three weeks later. No, but you might not know. Well, I was making that point. Sorry, I was making that point last week, and apparently, I was there was there was a there was a a tester, female tester, out in Poland who pulled one of my colleagues up and said, "Gareth's wrong about that. You know, you can't do a test on a Thursday and get it back by Saturday morning. I think you can if you get it to the lab. You certainly." I was be able to say, yeah, surely if 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 you have that test in the lab, but it's just how how. Then I suppose, and this would be one for the promoters and, and the British Boxing Board and the drug testing agencies themselves. But the logistics in doing that, then I mean, well, don't test someone in fight week then. Yeah, yeah, What's true. The point of testing yeah, someone yeah, 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 because Hellenius, I doubt. Like Hellenius has, I imagine, been paid already. I mean, do you do you hold the purse back of every fighter till their test becomes negative after the fight? Maybe you do. Uh. Because they're tested on the night of a fight, yeah. obviously. They're going to do their pee test afterwards, don't they? That's why it takes them so long to come to the press conference sometimes, because they're so dehydrated. They need, drink, need to drink loads of water to pee. But look, the, the thing is, I think it was a fantastic event in Poland, in spite of the, the controversial and dramatic events that unfolded there. Um, it was a woulda, shoulda, coulda moment. It's always a pleasure, uh, always good to catch up, slightly longer than you would have anticipated, but like we say, so deep this sport. Just a final message, Smith Eubank 2 this week, we haven't even managed to cover it. We'll talk about it this week, I'm sure, you just grab me, we'll have a chat about it. Yeah, looking forward to it, and also looking forward to talking about it on my uh, Fight Club show tomorrow on Boxing Social. Um, Fran Hennessy and Mick Hennessy are joining me, um, uh, Connor Ben's doctor's joining me. Wow. Um, Frank Warren's joining me, Moses Itauma's joining me, oh. and Francis Warren on the Zoom, and maybe Alex Krasiuk as well. Man like Gad. We look forward to watching it. Sports Social Podcast Network. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.